When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Funchy, what do you got? Hey, guys, you guys know who the Donut Man is? No. It's a really good local donut spot. Uh, There's only two of them. There's one in um, Grand Central Market right downtown, and there's one in Glendora. Okay. And they're breaking out their like, annual cream puffs, which are really, really good, uh-huh. I hear. You know? okay. P- apparently, I didn't know people go crazy for these cream puffs. They come in four flavors, lemon, raspberry, chocolate, blueberry. And the lines are just- good, I don't love cream puffs. Really? No, Not me neither. But, but if I were going to choose one of the four you just offered me, I'll take the chocolate one. Of course. The blueberry one. Yeah, 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 me too. But have you guys ever been to Grand Central Market right downtown, right by the studio almost? Oh, no, I mean, I know where Grand Central Market is. Yeah, yeah, there's a long line for Donut Man every day, every single day. People love donuts, man. People will wait in line for donuts. It's fascinating to me. I would never wait in line for donuts, and I see people at donut shops lined up like they're trying to get into a concert or something. It's one of the best things in life. I guess so. Donut, yeah. Sugary treat, so good. I mean, Donuts are pretty delicious, you know. Oh, and don't get me wrong. Fast. Don't, don't get me like, wrong. They're, the line, they're good. The, the line is is kind of fast. No, I don't know. I feel like people go in there like, let me get two of those, four of those, two of those, two of those, and the line takes forever. I think. Well, donut man, I guess their most famous donut is like this fresh strawberry covered donut. Mm. It, it's like the best, one of the oh, best things sounds, to eat in LA. It's good. That actually but is that delicious. something you pick up with your hand, or is that something you need with like a fork and a knife? I mean, I don't know. You you know use tomatoes, tomatoes, I guess. No, you know? no, no. You use a fork. I've been to Donut Man. There's one in Glendora, so um, that's one I go to. And in season, it's amazing. They stuff it with the strawberries, but you can't. I mean, you can grab it and eat it, but it's messy. So I rather mm. do it with the fork. Yeah. Just saying, it's really oh, those good. Those are like fancy donuts, you know. Mm. But fancy donuts are good. I'm not down on fancy donuts. No judgment here, George. Just uh, saying, like, you know, I, I'm a very traditional donut guy. I mean, Laura says you sounded judgy. Mm-hmm. Do I? Do I really? Yeah, you did. Really? Just a little bit. I just, I'm just like a glazed donut guy or an old-fashioned. I will You're say- You're boring. I do you got like it. A, nothing wrong like, with that. No, but wow. I like a stra- strawberry jelly. She just called jelly. you boring. I got it. Is that it. boring, Rach? Is that, is that boring? I like how you did it. Wait, yeah, you did. Just whoa. Lord, did it, is that, is that no? Wait, 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 wait. Can wait, we not please, gloss over that? Yeah, we guess. We're yeah, not yeah. No, no, we're not glossing over that. You mm. called her Rach. I did. And by the way, <laughs> yeah. it's hilarious because it sounds like something that Rachel would say to you, right. and that's like, why that you at. Yeah, and then right. you have that same reaction to yeah. her when she says that to you. Yeah, I guess so. That oh, was very. That was, uh, that was very subliminal. That was very. Oh uh, my god! And it was not subliminal at all. It was it actually uh, very active. Yeah, you know, a little embarrassing, a little bit. A little bit. A little bit embarrassing. Sure calling, you want to get married, Laura bro? Rachel, calling Laura Rachel. You, know? you, sure, you, sure, you sure you want to get married? I know, right? Sometimes the, the worst thing is like when you almost call your girlfriend your ex-wife's name and you just oh, stop just in e. time. You just hit the brakes just in time. She's going to be your ex-girlfriend real quick. She, she's called me her ex-husband's name a couple times. Not surprised. Yeah, it happens. It happens. Mm. Is that boring? <sighs> Laura? A, a little bit, you really? know. Come but on, um, Blaze Donut. I just like how you didn't even hear it. Like, <laughs> it yeah, you just so went right <laughs> through. Had we not stopped, you would have. You would have been like. Well, I didn't hear the boring part. I, that's what I didn't hear. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then I called you. Uh, all right. But great job, Funchy. Tell them where they can find it one more time. The two spots: uh, Glendora and Grand Central Market. All right, and the name of the place again: Donut Man. The Donut Man. Donut Man. Hey, Funchy, Funchy, you're a big wrestling fan, right? Yes, sir. How'd you like that Sting? Love Sting. He's like one of my favorite wrestlers going up. I'm like starstruck at this. Really? Real quick, that is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. All right. um, Yeah, Sting was awesome. Yeah, there's already a poll out there that, uh, you know, the ESPN LA social media team is running. Who do you got? You got Jericho and Sedano, or you got Kaplan and the Stinger? Right now, I do believe it's about 54 45. In favor of the old guys. Okay. The OGs. That's us. Okay. You and Sting. That's right, me and Sting. Wait till Jericho sees that and retweets it. 
Oh, I hope he does. Hope he gets involved in this conversation. I like the way you kind of pushed him on it. Like, let's go, Jericho. Yeah. Get involved here, buddy. I mean, who knows where he is right now, but he'll, he'll eventually see it. He does right. check his own social media. Right. He could be on stage somewhere jamming out right now. Yeah. So. All right, Georgie, uh, you, I, you were about to talk some Lakers. Let's get to it. No, go. You had questions to ask me about the game yesterday, didn't you? Not, not so much. I mean, I got to say this. Listen. You tell me what you think, but I really think last night may have been the best win of the year for the Lakers. Now, if you're going to tell me I'm way off, because believe me when I tell you, people have already told me, like, dude, you got to understand something. Miami's not really that good. And I'm like, okay, I mean, they're a 20-19 and 19 team. They were 20-18 and 18 coming into okay, last night. Okay, but who are those people telling you that? Well, because they've been they were healthy basically for the first time all season well, or and, the second time all season and and they were fully healthy last night. So I guess what right. I'm saying is right other than is, Duncan Robinson who's been in and out of the rotation they've been basically they were basically fully healthy against the Clippers and Lakers. Okay, so here's what time. I'm getting at. Here to me before yeah. I'm thinking about the Heat and their their health, before I'm thinking about the Heat and their record, to me having just gotten beaten down by the Heat a week ago in Miami and now no LeBron no AD. You don't even have the, the added body of Lonnie Walker. You have those three guys missing, and you're playing against a team that's fully loaded, trying to improve, just beat you, and you're coming home. Yeah, for- I would say it's the it's the best win of the year. I think before that it was that New Orleans game because of the way it happened um, with your guy, the Uber driver, who's no longer here. Um, Gosh, uh, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan, yeah. Yeah. Um, See, but, I was going to go with the Milwaukee game earlier this year when they won. And in then Milwaukee. I was going to say Milwaukee, Milwaukee, but that, that was full strength, right? Mm-hmm. So that was also cool. I was there for that. By the way, for all the grief I take with the Lakers from the Lakers organization because they don't like the fact that I'm honest. And 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 by the way, I was also the guy that said yesterday when everybody was like, "Oh my God, they're not going to win without LeBron. They have no chance." I'm like, "Yeah, they got a chance. It's the NBA. It's one of eighty-two. Of course, they got a chance." But they always win when I do their games. Always. So you think they should be happy that you're... Uh, when they see me in the house, they should smile. They should be excited. Instead, huh? of, in, instead of giving me the side eye. Oh, really? Who gave you the side eye? No, nobody actually gave me the side Come eye. Come on, somebody did. No, actually, the, the, the Lakers people that I saw yesterday, and I didn't see everybody, but the, the, the people that I dealt with face-to-face, always happy to see me. But, you know, there's a couple people that they give me the side eye. Well, here's what I want to say. You don't have AD, you don't have LeBron, you don't even have the services of the depth of Alani right. Walker. And I mean, and then Troy five, Brown Jr. got hurt. Right, and, right, and, and you're starting five. Like, when I heard John Ireland at the beginning of the second half say they're going to keep Russ on the bench and they're going to start with the same starting five that they started the game, and you hear him name off the names. I mean, Reeves and Schroeder and Pat Bev and Bryant and Toscano Anderson, you're like, that's... The Lakers right now. The, we talk about stars. Russ, your star, given your other two guys are out, Russ is on the bench to start start the second half. I mean, when you hear those names, you're like, oh, my God, this is what the Lakers are right now. So for me, here's who I want to give credit to for last night, George. Tell me what you think about this. I want to give credit to the coach. I want to say that Darvin Ham has this team playing with heart. They may be outmanned, they may be outclassed at times, but the one thing this team is doing, to their credit, they're playing hard. And Dennis Schroeder last night, where'd that 32-point performance come from? I mean, he's capable. That is that is his best game by far of the year, both ends of the floor. So, pretty um, impressive win. Yeah, I, I would say it was an impressive win, but I... Again, that's the it's what we talked about during crosstalk. That's the NBA, especially this year. I have told you repeatedly, no matter how bad the losses look in some cases, like this league has more parity than it's ever had, maybe in its history, to be honest with you, this year. Even the bad teams are popping good teams. Like, you know, Ireland, like, and I were, when, when during crosstalk, I mentioned to him, you know, he mentioned. Obviously, the stuff we were talking about yesterday with OKC popping the Celtics and uh, without Shea Gilgis-Alexander, obviously the Lakers yesterday, but the Pistons popping the Warriors at home where they were 16-3 and going into that game at home. Um, Milwaukee blowing a 20. Do you know how hard it is to blow a 21-point lead with four minutes to go in the NBA? 
Milwaukee against Toronto? Yeah, not really, because I see the Lakers you... blowing a lot of leads. So, you... yeah, I guess no, I'm no, kind of no. used to it. No, no. Going into that situation, okay, a team up 20 or more with four minutes to go in the NBA was 6,619-0. and 0. Now, the, <laughs> the Milwaukee Bucks still ended up winning. You're saying 6,619? So I just want to make sure I get my numbers right. No, it is. That was the number. And oh. It was 6 and oh, okay? <laughs> and Milwaukee was like this close to making it 6,619 and one. <laughs> so now so it's 6,620 like, and oh? Correct. And oh, okay. still. Got still it. Yeah. But that's my point is that it, it, the NBA this year, the, dude, I saw Orlando be Boston twice. You know what I mean? Like, this is a weird league right now. You know what I mean? Like, everybody's got a guy that can pop you on a given night, which is exactly why, Cappy. You need to listen to me, and I'm going to tell you why you need to listen to me next. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Yeah. 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 Uh, 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 uh. Yeah. Uh, 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 uh. Brass, Brass monkey. monkey. That funky, that funky monkey. monkey. Brass, Brass monkey, monkey, monkey. Junkie. That funky monkey. monkey. Uh, uh, yeah. Got this dance that's more than real. Drink breast monkey is how you feel. You put your left down, your right leg up, tilt your head back, and let's finish the cup. I don't nice, know the rest George. of the nice. verses. Yeah. Love the Beastie yeah. Boys. And this is my all-time fave. Good song. Great song. Not good. Great. Now, did you feel like you could be a rapper? After uh, the Beastie Boys came out in the 80s? You're saying because a bunch of white Jewish guys decided to rap and all of a sudden it gave me hope? The answer is yes. I mean, I, I, the answer is yes. I, I, felt, I felt hope after, you know, like uh, Gerardo, you know. Okay. Well, and, hey, listen. And, and Pitbull, you know. So, hey, George, just like earlier we're talking to Sting, the wrestler, not the singer, uh, when Bill Goldberg became a superstar in pro wrestling, specifically WCW. Goldberg. Dude, once Goldberg. I saw Goldberg, I was like, I could be a pro wrestler. If Bill Who's Goldberg. Next? Yeah. Bill Goldberg can do it. I can do it. Yeah. Um, he was like, he was like my Sandy Koufax. You should watch the, you know, A&E has those uh, wrestling biographies. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they do that show right after that Freddie Prince hosts. Um, you should watch that. It, the Goldberg one is really good. I will watch it. Yeah. I would love to. Um, all right. So, Cappy, Sir. this is why you need to listen to me, because anything can happen, okay? Anything can happen in the NBA this year, which is not – it kind of never really felt like this, okay? Because, again, anybody can pop anybody. The Lakers are now one game out of the play-in, okay? One game. They've had a miserable season to this point. By any standard, you would you would mark as a Los Angeles Lakers fan. Four games under five hundred. still – despite all that – only one game out of the play-in. So if you can – forget about – if you want to keep Brody, keep Brody, bro. Okay? Oh, who, but, who's Brody? Your boy, Russ. Yeah, you, you didn't call him Brody last night, Jack. I did not, but I did think about it multiple times. Okay, well, I'm going to get into you about that because I, I, I have a complaint about this. Okay, we can get to that in a second. But let me finish my thought and then we Go can ahead. do that. Go ahead. So – You've got guys on this roster that eh, don't fit great even beyond him, okay? Mm-hmm. Like, I, listen, I like Russell Westbrook. I, I told you that yesterday going into the game, didn't I tell you this is the game your guy will be great in because he can be him. And I think that with LeBron and AD, 
it's easier for him to be him off the bench, but it's still not him being him and being at his best. Like, I, I don't think that that you're going to get peak Russell Westbrook regularly that way because I just don't think the fit works. And I don't mean that just from a LeBron AD perspective. I mean it from a Russ perspective, too. So, but yesterday you saw Russ being Russ. And that, I, I just don't know if you can harness that with the rest of the roster makeup. So, nonetheless, let's say you can for argument's sake. All right. You could still use Patrick Beverly and Kendrick Nunn's salary, which is about $18 million, and some draft capital, and get yourself a functional NBA player that can help this team get themselves further either into into the play-in area or perhaps even into the playoff area. So, George, I've been on the side of don't make a move, you know, play it out this year, get rid of Russ's contract at the end of the year, and you'll have all that money free for next year. Yeah. That's been this, the position that I've had. Mm-hmm. No, no reason to make a change if you're not really, really going to pursue a championship. But I will just say this. I don't think um, that they'll – let me say it like this. I don't think they'll get the most for Russ, but I don't think they need to get the most for Russ. So, in other words, if they're going to move Russell Westbrook – and by the way, he is a much more valuable commodity today than he was – 25, 30 games ago, when everybody thought he's this selfish guy, he's a terrible teammate, he's not really truly a winning player. Russell Westbrook, in my opinion, has changed the perception of who he is, not just locally, but throughout the entire NBA. So it may be that the Lakers do ultimately wind up trading Russ because Russ has made it a lot easier for them to trade him. The sooner that they can get rid of his salary, the better. But all the other guys that you're mentioning, Kendrick Nunn and anybody else, Patrick Beverly, uh, anybody else on this team that you think you can go get something for, that's fine. All I've been saying all along is don't give up on Russ because when you clear his salary at the end of the year, that's when you'll have a lot more flexibility. But Russ is doing the Lakers organizationally a monster favor by being a great teammate. And last night, being a great leader. And I know this is going to sound outrageous, but here it goes. You ready for this? Yeah. I think Russ may be the heart and soul of this Laker team. You're probably thinking to yourself, are you out of your mind? What are you talking about, Russ is the heart and soul of this team? First of all, he's there every night. Every night. I mean, there were a couple games he missed earlier in there, but you know what I'm saying. AD misses a lot of time. LeBron misses here and there. But did you see at the end of the first quarter, Russ is dribbling the ball. He's losing control. He's about to trip all over himself. He gets rid of the ball and gets it to Wenyan Gabriel. Wenyan, in the last second of the quarter, drops a three that nobody expects him to hit. And did you see what happened after that three, George? They did a little shimmy shake together. They danced together. They were doing the Russ dance together. Wenyan was doing the Russ. Russ was doing the Russ with Wenyan. They were dancing together. And I was like, you know what? These guys love him. These, no, no. These... You know who, lo- who loves him? Tell me. The role players. The, the, guys role... On his, the guys on the bench with him. The Wenyan Gabriels of the Lakers. Yeah, they love him. Of course they love him. They play with him. He's the unit they play with. I thought that was so cool last night. And you know what was happening, George, in the 7-10 suite? Every time Russ dropped a three, it was like, shots! It's all do shot! Come on, let's go! Oh, I thought you were saying you were going to yell Brody. No, not Brody. Now, now let me get to Brody for a second here. Now, do you want to... Okay, you do what you want to do. No, we I want to play audio. the interview. I want to play yeah, we the have interview. The, it's only a minute long. So, okay, so, so post-game, my yeah. man's shit on him yeah. is going to do a post-game interview with my man Brody. Right. I go to Mitch Heckert um, and Tanisha Cooper, who do a fantastic job with Lakers PR. They are the kindest people um, that I deal with at the Lakers every single time out. They are literally like salt of the earth people. And I am I always tell them how appreciative I am of how much they help me um, when I'm doing those games. OK, so I said yesterday on the air, Brody's going to have a huge game, triple double, 40 point performance. Didn't exactly turn out to be forty points, and it didn't even wait, turn out to be a triple. Double. Wait, wait a second. What you got? You said that after I talked you into it because you were like distraught that LeBron, all you were worried about was like LeBron's not going to play, and I'm going to be there. Right, and then you said to me, and then you said 
This is going to be a great Russ game. This is no. You said this is going to be a great game for your boy Brody. And right. I said, and I said, yes, it is, George. My man Brody's going to step up big. Forty-two points, twelve rebounds, fourteen assists. But you assists. were you were so consumed with LeBron, you forgot about your boy Brody. That's true. That is true. But then I called for a triple double. Didn't exactly happen, but he played a really Close. great game. Played a really really great game. He and did. you, as the TV I, guy, I as did. the national TV guy, you get yep. your choice. Right. You're going to interview Russell Westbrook, had a nice game, or you're going to interview Dennis Schroeder, who had the big game. Right, and by the way, Dennis Schroeder brought his baby to, inter- to the Mike Trudell interview. And, and you know what? Mike Trudell, great job by Mike, uh, because really, it's like, th- that's so cute. Look look at Dennis Schroeder. I mean, he's his kissing babies. his baby before the game. He's holding sleeping. the baby after the game. Baby was sleeping. Beautiful. So you're now going to interview Russell Westbrook. And right, I I'm specifically like, asked you yesterday. To call him Brody. To, to call him Brody as a, and, as a signal to the circle of trust. Right. And, hey, and, everybody. I, said, yeah. and I said it's probably not going to happen. Well, but then you got very chummy with him. Because well, Russ was in a good mood and he was feeling good. In well, fact, and, he, I, and I am also, as you know, much like you in those scenarios, a professional. I know what I... I have been around Russell Westbrook enough to know what makes Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook has always been great in those scenarios with me. I have never had a bad walk-off interview with Russell Westbrook, but I also do know how to get Russell Westbrook in a good mood because I'm a professional and, and I know I know the person I'm interviewing. Right, and calling him Brody after a win like that, that was the moment to do it because so he's I in a thought, good mood. I, I, I almost, before we were on camera, I almost said, to, whispered in his ear and said, my friends have bet me that I wouldn't call you Brody. Would you be okay with that? But the problem was he was talking to someone else because he was giving away his shoes to somebody. So I couldn't get his attention before the camera went on. So I was going to, I swear on whatever you want me to swear on, I was leaning in trying to get him to, like, when he turned to me, if the camera light hadn't turned on, I was going to, that was literally how I was going to do it. I was going to cheat in so, in a way by telling him, hey, they bet me to say this, Are you? would you be okay? If you're not, I won't do it. And then he would, I would hear, I would see his response. Um, right. Can we can we play the interview from last night? This is George's I, interview. Right. ESPN, national television last night, Lakers win, big win. Nobody expects the Lakers to win. There's no AD. There's no LeBron. Russ comes up with a big performance. George gets Brody to come over for the postgame interview. And here's what happened. Go ahead and play this, Laura. Thanks, guys. Russ, an incredible performance by you guys tonight. Shorthanded. You, Schroeder, Thomas Bryant, big games tonight. You were very vocal in those huddles. What was the message tonight to your teammates? Uh, compete. You know, uh, when our guys are down, we got a bunch of feisty young guys ready to compete and tonight we competed our ass off and a uh, big win for us excuse my language sorry uh, it's okay it's okay five of the four of the last five for you guys obviously the west is tough but it's close and bunched together what does a win like this say about you guys and your squad uh, it's a big win for us man especially coming off a long road trip uh, big home win against a great team and tonight we show some grit um, and I'm proud of our guys. It's a little past 9.30 here Pacific time. What are the kids doing at home right now? They better be asleep because they got school tomorrow. So hopefully they sleep. If not, that's going to be a problem. But hopefully they're asleep. <laughs> well, Russ, congratulations and Happy New Year. Thank you. Thank you man, same to you. See, see, okay. All right. See, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. You called him Russ several times. Yeah. You, you think you, I should have slipped in a Brody. Well, you, you, hit him, you hit him nicely, okay, with the first one, which was – First what, one is your t- you and your teammates. Right. What, your teammates right, did right. a great job. And, yes. and what was the message in the huddles? And then right. once he says we competed our asses off and then comes back and goes, excuse me for cursing on the air, and you're telling him it's okay. See, now you got him. Now he's yours. And if you want to Brody him, you Brody him. <laughs> What what does the win say? I, I did think about broding him there too. Yeah, I did yeah. think about it for a what, second. What does the win say about the Lakers? Given how bunched up the Western Conference is, it shows you we're a bunch of gritty guys. You use the word grit. You know we got a bunch of guys. They're going to compete. Blah blah blah. And then lastly, now you got them right where you want them. Hey, it's nine thirty. We talked a little basketball. You're a family guy. You're in a great mood. What are the kids doing? They better be sleeping. The last thing. You call him Russ again at the very end. You had him happy, smiling. He's going back to party. 
life is good. You could have brodied him right there at the end, George Sedano. I could have I could have brodied him three different times, and I did try to cheat by telling him about the Brody bet. Um, but unfortunately, he wasn't uh, available until the camera, right when the camera went on. If you see the video, the camera went on, and he still wasn't looking at me yet until I called, until I said his name. And there's a still photo somewhere. I think it was on your Instagram, I think, where you're standing next to him. You're wearing a very cool pair of sneakers, and he's got his shoes off. Off. Yeah, he yeah. took them off because he was right. going to give them to somebody. Yeah. Right. So... You should have Brody him. Okay, listen. Next time, and there will be a next time. Now we're in Brody range. Okay, I, I, we'll see. Yeah, I, I will try. I will try to Brody him. I can't guarantee a Brody, but I will try. I tried. I did try yesterday. All right. Well, if I would have gotten his attention before the camera went on, I would have Brodied him. I think you would have. Uh, I think it would have gone better if you didn't tell him. I think. It, I think it would have gone great if you just would have Brodied him. Yeah. I have had only great positive interactions with Russ in those scenarios. With Brody. With Brody, yes. Uh, All right. Coming up next, Cappy, Radio Tinder is back. All right? We're going to do Radio Tinder. Funchy is in for Lindsay today. Laura's here. Uh, We'll do that at 545. Blake Harris, our Dodger insider, will join us. So much stuff has happened with the Dodgers since we've been gone. They signed J.D. Martinez, dude. So we'll get into all that with Blake. Ramona around 615. We'll talk some hoops with her. So Radio Tinder is next. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Thank Not you, Christopher. Uh, and that's yeah. M underscore Funch. M underscore Funch. The load. Promise is something for everyone. Nah. I should sing this song. You know what I'm going to do, Funchy? What are you going to do? I think at Mandy's too. I think I'm going to do a full-blown, like, you know, real kind of loungy love boat I like that. Yeah. I like that. Get a live band, rare cheesy tuxedo. Mm-hmm. Do it all, man. I love that. Um, so we had Sting earlier on today, and I believe he's been in a couple movies and TV shows, but now let's talk about Dave Batista. You know, you guys know who Dave Batista is, right? Uh, not really. He's Batista, the wrestler. Oh yeah. Dave Batista. You mean the wrestler Batista? Yeah. Wrestler Batista. I didn't know who that was. (laughs) Now, um, he had some comments where people think he's talking about Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Batista was asked about his movie career, which I think he's a really good actor. I don't know if you've seen him in movies or whatever. I heard he was in Knives Out too, and he did really good. He said, uh, I never wanted to be the next rock. I just wanted to be a good effing actor, a respected actor. I'm afraid of things. I'm nervous about things, but I can't force myself to do things that make me uncomfortable because I know I'm not going to get anywhere if I don't. I may cringe after the fact, but I'm not going to let that fear hold me back. Now, is he throwing shade at the rock with his comments, swipe left or swipe right? And I'm going to throw up a bonus question too. Who is the greatest wrestler slash actor of all time cap? So I don't know if he's throwing shade at, at The Rock because I didn't even think about that part of it. You know, like it never even really occurred to me. What What do you think? You, you clearly think he's throwing some kind I, of shade I at The Rock. I don't think he's throwing. I think, I mean, the first couple, you know, comments of his quote, yeah, you would think he's throwing some kind of shade at him. I don't, I don't want to be the next Rock. I just want to be a good effing actor. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think he's trying to say that he's, The Rock's not a good actor. No, I think he's saying, I don't want to be the next Rock because The Rock is already such a monster superstar and he can do so many different things. I don't want to be The Rock. I mean, I just want to be a really good actor. That's all. I mean, I'm I'm happy with that. I don't have to be The Rock. I don't have to be in every movie. I don't have to have a a show about my childhood. I just want to be a good actor. 
I heard it differently. As far as who's the best actor, former wrestler turned actor, I mean, this is so obvious. Do I really have to say it, Funchy? Who, Hogan? No, dude. Come on, man. Like Andre the Giant, bro. Oh, man. Yes, I was I was going to say. He has, like, the most successful performance in uh, Princess Bride. Right. I mean, come on. Andre the Giant. Best actor by far. What about Roddy Roddy Piper? Rowdy Roddy was okay. Um, I saw Rowdy Roddy Piper one time do stand-up comedy. Yeah, yeah. Did you know that he did that? No, I did not. I at did the not. end of his career, he had hooked up with this guy at the comedy store, uh, and and he was like going around doing like stand-up comedy shows where he was just telling stories. He was a funny guy, too. Funny, funny guy. I love Rowdy Roddy Piper. Me too. Um, Me too. I, I, so who said this about The Rock? Uh, Batista. Dave Batista. Dave Batista. You know who you he is, right? You can say who he is. Yeah, that. I know who he is. Yeah. He's the guy uh, in the uh, Marvel movies. Yeah. Um, and he's also did that movie. He just did some other- Knives Out, movie. I think. Knives Out. Well, he did Knives Out, and he also did a movie where he was like some like CIA agent. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's with right. With a kid or something <laughs> like that. It was ridiculous. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I look at- the Rock, and I think he's a better actor than Dave Batista. Greatest wrestler slash actor of all time, uh, Sedano. Well, I think it's The Rock. Yeah. I mean, you can't go wrong with that. John Cena's really good, too, if you've seen Not him some Hulk movies. Not Hulk Hogan. Not yeah. Hogan. Not Thunderlips? No. I said Andre the Giant. In The Princess Bride? So he's good. He's really good in that. Yeah, I know, but I mean, I don't know. It's, kind of, it's just kind of playing himself, basically. He won an Academy Award for the role, you know. He didn't? No. Oh, my B. My bad, y'all. Anyway. All right. Go ahead, Fox. All right, next one. Uh, Fox, last night they premiered a new reality show called uh, Special Forces World Toughest Tests. Mm -hmm. And the show is about a bunch of celebrities that are being put through like Special Forces basic training, boot camp, and all that stuff. Now, the people they had on the show was were like Dwight Howard, Mike Piazza, Damian Amendola, Montel Jordan, the singer. This is how we do it. Don't tell me they had Dr. Drew on. They had Dr. Thing. Drew, on, Dr. Dr. Drew, Dr. Mel on, B what? from the Spice Girls. I mean, Dr. Drew, he's, he's gosh, he's like still. And he's like on everything, right? I know. Everything. I, I Dr. Know. Drew is still around? Yeah, he is. Yeah. Now, I think boot camp is like an average about 10 weeks or so. I was reading about this. Mm -hmm. Do you guys think you guys can survive a boot camp situation? Swipe left or swipe right, Sedano? Um, probably not at this age. I mean, so I'll swipe left. I mean, maybe, but I, it's, there's definitely no guarantee even five or 10 years ago for sure. But I don't know. I just, I'm not like, I'm in okay shape, but I'm not like in great shape. Like you have to be in great shape to get through a boot camp. I think like you're that. better shape than Dr. Drew. I guess that's true. So if he did it, I guess I could do it. Cap. Come on, give me a break, really? What do you think? I'm going to swipe of right. You of think course you can do it. Of course. <laughs> but you couldn't do 50 push-ups. Yeah, but hold on a second. Here's what I would say. If you told me that I was going on Special Forces, the world's toughest test, and you said to me, hey, look, um, the show starts shooting in uh, January, January 5th today, right? I would have spent the last, like, two, three months getting myself really prepared for no, this, wouldn't. number one. I know what no, you're no. saying, Laura, but you got to understand. <laughs> the motivation would be that I don't want to humiliate myself. You know what I'm saying? I and mean. so I would show up, and I'd be like, I'd say to Montel Jordan, I'd be like, $100 bills, y'all. If you were from where I'm from, then you would know. And, and so I would get myself into shape. I'd know my competition. And, yeah, I think I could handle the boot camp. Ten weeks is a long time, man. And they got to do some crazy stuff on that show. I saw some of the previews. They have to, like, you know, go through the obstacle course. And, and I guess one of the things that they do is they get basically kidnapped or something. Like, they were taken for interrogation. Like, they would put a, paper, a bag over their head, take them away, and they have to do, like, some kind of, you know, uh, you know, get to the camera and, you know, explore their feelings and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, it's My Piazza is going to crack. You think? Yeah, I give Danny Amendola a shot. Montel Jordan, I'm going to give him a shot. What about Dwight Howard? He's nah, probably Dwight in the best shape out. of everyone nah. there. Nah, he's out. Nah. My money's on Mel B of the Spice Girls. Montel Jordan. <laughs>
All right, guys, I'll go to the next one, the last one. Last night at the Laker game, uh, some of you might know that I produce a radio broadcast of the game here. I sit next to Michael and John at the home games, and when a dude walked up the stairs during the third quarter, I'm guessing to go to the little boy's room, he greeted Michael and John with a pound, and they sounded like old friends talking. Little did I know, it was mega, mega actor Andy Garcia. And I was literally. Are you serious? You didn't know who that was? I did not know who it was. No, I was literally starstruck. This is a. He's Cuban. How do you not know? I don't. I don't know. This, you know, like I was starstruck. I was. I was starstruck, man. How could you be starstruck if you don't know who he is? Because he's all like wearing glasses and stuff like that. He didn't look like Andy Garcia. Game all the time. He He didn't look like Andy Garcia from Ocean's Eleven. He didn't look like Benedict. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, because he didn't have like the hair slick. Yeah. Yes. He didn't look like that. What do you think? It was Al Pacino or something? <laughs> no, I just I thought it was a regular dude, like a season ticket holder or something. Mm-hmm. He so is he a zapped these guys holder. up, yeah, and then what yeah, happened? Yeah, I mean, like, I've been starstruck like a couple times in my life. You know, the first time I met Scottie Pippen, I was I was starstruck. Um, I also I saw J Lo and Ben Affleck at the game last year, and I was starstruck just staring Benifer? at him. Yeah, Benifer. Uh Have you guys ever been starstruck a moment in your life? Swipe left or swipe right? Cap. Yeah, I think um, I may have told this story a little bit. But I was about, I was probably in my late 20s, mid-20s maybe, and um, I was at a Super Bowl in Atlanta, and Mike Tyson was fighting somewhere overseas, and I got to sit with Muhammad Ali and watch this fight. Oh, man, that's a real And when, when I tell you starstruck, I mean, I sat there like a little child. It wasn't like I'm hanging out like me and Muhammad are sitting there talking about the fight. He had a party of people around him, and I got to sit down amongst them. And I'm telling you, I was like in my mid-20s, mid to late 20s. I might as well have been an eight-year-old little boy, like sitting amongst Muhammad Ali and his entire crew. But I was starstruck. Like you were giving him a creep stare and everything? It's just more like a weird thing. Like I like look like I fit into the family in a weird way. Sedano? Um, swiping right up. 2019 NBA Finals Game 2, Barack Obama. Oh, Barack yeah. the president? Was there. Uh, he was no longer the president, but uh, he was, yes, former President Barack Obama was at the game. Forever my president. Uh, and he, uh, Ramona knows, Ramona, <laughs> he actually like told Ramona he liked her work. Um, he, he, he gave Doris like a, a quick little like uh, side hug. Uh, who else was there? Michael Wilbon and him are actually friends. They've like golfed together and he was like chatting up with Wilbon. And I was just like there like, uh, Hello, how are you, sir? And then, like, he just kept it moving. He was with Adam. Did he know who you were? Uh, He just kind of nodded. I don't know if he knew who I was. Probably not, is my guess. That's dope. Uh, For me, okay, so I don't think I've ever gotten, like, super starstruck where I can't talk because, you know, y'all know I can talk. But the other, the only person that kind of got me, like, ooh, was Nas. I'm a huge Nas fan. So when I met him, he he was a little, um, Hell Nas. No, not nah. Nas. <laughs> Hell Nas. Oh, God, Cap. I didn't even catch that. <laughs> uh, no, Nas. N-A-S. Nas. Um, and All Damian I need Marley. is one light. Yeah, yeah. I was waiting for that. I was like, he's going to come with his yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Damien Marley. So that was, that was dope. Ooh. Yeah. I was once very starstruck, I have to admit, uh, at a party with Justin Timberlake. And I was like, okay, there's Justin Timberlake. Here's me. I'm going to go try and talk to him a little bit. And just as I approached, and I was about, I don't know, five, six feet away, just like I'm going to walk up like, yo, JT, what up, man? Hug it out. Let's go, bud. Yeah. And uh, his security guy stepped right in front of me. Yeah, I'm sure that's exactly what happened. And I'm like, Cappy, no, no, if we, pl- if, if we, if we played a Nas song, like, all I need is one mic. Like, mm-hmm. you think you, you could, like, could could you tell that would be the song if we played it for you? Depends. Let me hear it, and I'll, I'll, I'll make that decision. Laura will find it. Okay. Now, here's what you do, Laura. Before the end of the show, play that song. Okay. Or actually, you know what? Play any Nas song. Okay. Anyone. Like, any Nas but song. Don't, Pick a don't, song. Any Nas don't, song. Don't, don't do it next segment. Just okay. sometime before the end of the show, play a Nas song. Okay? Maybe something. I mean, there's not a lot of upbeat Nas songs, but like something like something that would be. It's not really commercial, but something that's more popular uh, in his. In his catalog. Yeah, give me a shot. And and let's see if Cappy can pinpoint it. One mic is pretty commercial, I feel like. It is, but here's... Now, the rest of the show, only hip-hop. Like, only hip-hop. Okay? I know Chris has other things he's playing, but you can play on the... Here's how we do it. Chris doesn't have any any, um, imaging going out of the breaks. Mm -hmm. When when you want us to rap, 
like wrap the break up, start playing a hip hop song. Play any okay. hip hop song, but one of them is going to be Nas, and Cappy needs to guess if that's. I'm going to show off some knowledge Ooh. here, y'all. So there, it will start playing music going into the break, so that way we know you want us to rap. Okay. Gotcha. I'm about and to that'll show be doing it. Knowledge. We'll do that today until Cappy figures out, or if he just doesn't figure out which one is Nas. He should change his name to Hell Nas. No. All right. That is Radio Tinder each and every day at 5.30. Coming up, Dodger Talk with our guy Blake Harris, our Dodger insider. Dodger news has happened since we've been gone during the holiday. We're going to talk to Blake next. Yeah, come on. There's no easy way out. There's no shortcut home. Yeah. There's no easy way out. Be wrong. Is there a game oh, I want to watch tonight? If not, maybe I'll go back and watch Rocky Four tonight. Oh, Laura, you'll be happy to hear about this. You ready? I'm ready. O- over the break, guess what I did? Finished Ted Lasso? I finished Ted Lasso, Good girlfriend. For you. Good Hell Nas. Oh, God. I finished Ted Lasso. I'm caught up to speed. When's the new season be coming? With me. Talking about what might have been. I'm ready. Get I'm free. thinking about what used to be. Come on, George. Da, na, there's no easy way out. There's no shortcut home. We're good. There's no easy way out. That boy got talent. Giving it can't be wrong. We're good. Guitar solo. Yeah, we're good. Yeah. Very talented. Very, very talented people. I mean, you guys think we're great at sports talk. We're not. We're great singers, is what we are. Not really. No, no, no. Actually, not really. Not that great at either, no, to be actually, honest with you. Really. So <laughs> uh, but Blake Harris is here, and he's good at, uh, at the, what he does, certainly. He's Follow right. this kid on Twitter, at Blake Harris TBLA. Uh, he is doing the Lord's work when it comes to the Dodgers. <laughs> Subscribe to his Substack. Why are you laughing? The Lord's work. That's what he's doing. I know. And, uh, of course, so the serious. podcast Inside the Ravine, which, by the way, I have subscribed to as well. Um, and uh, what else? Oh, he's got the college football thing. Uh, Man, you know, Harris highlights, too, on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, but, all right, so let's talk. Let's talk about this. There's a lot of stuff that has happened since the holidays, and we've been gone. So happy holidays. Uh, happy New Year, Blake. Thank you for joining us. Hey, happy New Year, guys. Uh, great to be back here for the New Year. But, yeah, it's. There's been a lot of stuff that's gone down since the last time we talked, so uh, looking forward to diving into everything. Okay, as well as as well as am I. So the Dodgers, like, I would say if you really look at it, there's the J.D. Martinez thing, there's the Noah Syndergaard signing, they added Shelby Miller, um, there was an infielder, Hernandez, I believe, Yoni, Yoni Hernandez. Um, of all those things. Don't forget about Bradley Zimmer. Okay. Well, Bradley Zimmer, too, I guess. Um, Of all those things, which is the most important in regards to factoring into success this season? And which is the one that you are most worried about? I'll answer your first question, George. And the one I think is the most important and the one I like the most is the J.D. Martinez signing. I mean, this is a guy that I've been hoping the Dodgers would get for a couple of years, but the Dodgers haven't really wanted to have an everyday DH. They want to kind of maneuver guys around and give guys rest. But J.D. Martinez has been one of the better hitters in all of baseball the last five, six seasons. He was an all-star last season, still put together a really good campaign. And the Dodgers really needed a bat, especially after letting Trey Turner walk. And I think he's a great number three, number four, number five hitter. He'll give you 25 homers. He'll have, you know, 25, 30 doubles. Can't really give too much defensively, but at the end of the day, that's okay as long as you're getting his bat. The one I think has me the most concerned as of right now is Noah Syndergaard, but that can end up being a fantastic signing. I'm just a little worried because the Dodgers' rotation is a little thin, I still think, at the moment. And the Dodgers are going to be relying on Syndergaard to be a guy they can give them 130, 140 innings. So maybe he's able to, which would be great, but if he gets hurt or if his production isn't quite there, then the Dodgers, I think, may have a, a few question marks in regards to that starting rotation. Yeah, but that's a great risk-reward move with Syndergaard because he says that he thinks he can get back to being a 100-mile-an-hour pitcher. And if, by chance, he A, does and B, remains healthy, you will have spent 
not a lot of money, all things considered, to get a guy who, if you get him at his best, he could really be an impact move. Yeah, I completely agree. And the thing with Noah Syndergaard is, again, it's a one-year deal, so like you said, Scott, not really too much of a risk. We've seen the Dodgers take pitchers, put them into the Mark Pryor lab, and they've been fantastic. Last year with Tyler Anderson, Andrew Heaney, and those are guys that, you know, throughout their career, they were kind of journeymen. They were kind of okay starting pitchers. But this is a guy in Noah Syndergaard who was an all-star a few years ago, received Cy Young votes, received MVP votes. So he's proven that he could be one of the top starters in all baseball when he's healthy. So if you put him in the prior lab and all things connect, not only is he going to be a really good number five starter, again, we saw last year, Noah Syndergaard could potentially be an all-star caliber pitcher with a lot of upside. So again, a lot of risk, a lot of reward, but um, that's the one I'm I'm still a little bit concerned with for next season. Okay. Um, Where did they whiff, in your opinion? I think they whiffed on essentially, at, at this point, I mean, a lot can still happen over the next couple of weeks, but I think they whiffed on just essentially adding depth to their bench because as of right now, the way things are looking, their bench essentially is going to be Austin Barnes, who is one of the better backup catchers in baseball. But outside of him, it's, you know, Yoni Hernandez, who they got a couple of weeks ago, who's been pretty bad throughout his career so far, and a bunch of rookies that aren't proven. Now, maybe these rookies come in and they're like what Seager, Bellinger did all those years ago. But you're asking a lot for, you know, guys that haven't proven anything. So, again, there's still a month and a half until spring training even starts, two and a half months until the season begins. But as of right now, my biggest concern with the Dodgers team is their bench because it is not good at all uh, as of right now. Hey, Balake, um, I saw a poll in the L.A. Times that asked Dodger fans what they want the Dodgers to do about Trevor Bauer. And another one on DodgerBlue.com where it was like 65% of people said they want the Dodgers to keep Trevor Bauer. So two parts. One, isn't isn't the decision about Bauer, like, isn't it today, tomorrow? It's like by the end of tomorrow. And and what do you think is going to happen? Yeah, so the deadline is tomorrow for the decision. I believe the time is 2 p.m. Pacific, so it's like the end of the business day over here. So I believe it's 2 p.m. Pacific. It could be a little later than that, but we are going to have a decision tomorrow. Uh, I have no you know, inside knowledge to what's going on with the Dodgers in this whole situation, but my two cents, what I think is going to happen I think the Dodgers add Trevor Bauer to the 40-man roster tomorrow. But before Dodger fans you know, start to panic and get a little worried, I don't think that necessarily means he's going to be suiting up for the Dodgers come March or April, whenever the season begins. The Dodgers have you know, two and a half months until the regular season begins. They have plenty of time to test the trade market, see if teams out there are potentially interested in trading for him. Because I do think if the Dodgers release him, he will be claimed off waivers by another team. Now, whether it's a contending team, whether it's a rebuilding team, I'm not exactly sure, but I'm fairly confident a team is going to pick him up off waivers. So if you're the Dodgers and you want to avoid him potentially going to the Padres, going to the Mets, going to one of these contenders, you hold on to him, you search the trade market, and the Dodgers, they're not going to be getting a great package for Trevor Bauer. But I think what they're hoping out for is that a team comes to them and says, we're interested, and the Dodgers say, okay, pay $5 million of his salary. Because as of right now, the Dodgers are right under that luxury tax threshold. But if they're able to take $5 million off of Bauer's salary, I think that'd be a huge win for them. So if I were to guess, I think he's added to the 40-man. But like I said, it doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be pitching for the Dodgers in a couple months. All right, it's solid information. Or as uh, Tom Brady might say, that's sick data. Good job out of you, Balake. <laughs> Very good. Hey, Blake, I did notice that yesterday you chose to comment on my Instagram picture George, I don't know if you realize this or not, but I've become sort of a dad model here in my middle age. I and did see something that looked really stupid with you on it, but go ahead. What yeah, was well, it I, I don't know what happens. I mean, I'm just standing there minding my own business, and yeah. somebody snaps a picture of me, and it just turns into like that kind of a deal, and then posted yeah. on, on social media. And then, Blake, you, mm-hmm. you jumped in and commented yesterday. Yeah, I commented, Scott, because it had to be said, and that was some serious drip. You were you were dripping. So I know everyone says, hey, King, but uh, yesterday uh, you were the drip king because that outfit head to toe was uh, fantastic. And like I, I had to let you know that uh, that outfit was uh, spot on and fantastic. So, yeah, hey, you. King, uh, hashtag drip king. Yeah, fire is what it was. It was lit. OK, on that end, um, 
I saw it. You looked ridiculous, but that's that's your brand. I love it. I if you love it, no, if you like it, Cappy, I love it. How about you got to understand though, George. I'm just standing there minding my own business, and people are taking right. pictures of me. You know, I, I get it. I had it no just, it, idea that somebody was taking a picture of me at that it, time. It, you're like you TMZ following you, basically. Yes. And then just the whole way, you know, I I mark all the different uh, manufacturers, the guys who did my pants, my sneakers, yeah. my sunglasses, my top. I mean, like a real influencer, George. Yeah, that's you. Like a hot chick is what I am. The influence of stupid. Oh, I know it's working. <laughs> <laughs> All right, real quick, Balake. Um, who in the National League? Where you know, Cappy asked this question when we had passing on the other day, so I'm going to ask it. Where's the power in the NL right now? Like, where, where? Give me your top five teams right now in order. Yeah, I think it's pretty much the same teams we saw, you know, this past year. So if we have to go in order, that's going to be tough. I'll say, I'll say a one. I'm going to go with the Mets. Just I think they've had a great off season, especially if they're able to sign Carlos Correa. I'm going to go Dodgers at two. I still think they have a really solid team. I'm going to go Padres at three, Braves at four. And guys, this may be a hot take, but uh, we, we've become known for hot takes here on this show. But it's still early in the off season, but I like it. At number five, I'm going to go with the Arizona Diamondbacks. Come on, at number whoa! Five. I, really? No Philadelphia I in there? Think, I think there is. They're like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Next season. Them, so, Blake, I think that eventually the Arizona Diamondbacks and the Baltimore Orioles are going to be two of the best teams in baseball very soon. Is that a fair? I mean, you clearly think that about the Diamondbacks, but are you with me on the Orioles too? I agree. I think the Orioles are going to be in contention for the division this year, but the Diamondbacks are a team I'm worried about as a Dodgers fan. Maybe this year they don't necessarily make a run at the division, but they're going to be in the wild card hunt, and I think 2024 they're going to be a legitimate threat for the NL West. So, like I said, it's a hot take, but at the end of the day, that's what the show's about, hot takes. And I love one it. For you guys, the Arizona Diamondbacks. This way, yeah. when it comes true in October, I can go back to the soundbite and say, you heard it here first on a Satano and Cap. There you go. I love it. I think those two teams are definitely the team of like the, of the second half of this decade. Like I think those teams are going to be so stacked and loaded that the Dodgers are going to have to compete with the Diamondbacks for sure. And I think the Yankees and Red Sox and all those teams are going to have to deal with the Orioles in a big way too. So great stuff, Balake. Look at, look at nice you. Nice job, Balake. Way to go, man. Landing the dismount there. Great job. <laughs> I appreciate it, guys. Yeah. All right. But find Balake on Twitter at Blake Harris TBLA. Subscribe to his Substack, and then uh, what else? Oh, uh, the Inside the Ravine, the podcast, and uh, you know, check out the Harris highlights thing too on YouTube. It's just like a college football thing. I don't know what the hell it is, but something about college football. Subscribe to it. Yeah, hit the like button too. Pound the like button there. That's what they say on YouTube. Pound the like button. Uh, all right, Balake. Happy New Year. We'll talk to you soon, pal. All right, he's gone. All right, let me hear this song because now now you're going to test my knowledge. Is this Nas? I don't know yet. Cappy, yes or no? You have Yamava still to do so. Uh, is this Nas? I'm going to go with no. It's not. It's not? Good job, Cappy. Thanks. Isn't this a commercial? It is in a commercial. It's in the Modelo commercials. That's right. That's, yeah, that's right. right. That's right. So <laughs> as far as this being Nas, I'm going to say hell Nas. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.